0: Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm.
1: And I'm Sanna Oudmark, And in today's episode, we will talk about the different ways of working with influencer marketing. We will walk you through the different approaches of doing influence marketing in-house, partnering up with an influence marketing agency, or doing it the golden middle way and taking expert help on certain parts, for example, for specific markets or product categories.
0: Hopefully, this will help you decide what approach works best for your brand in order to succeed with the channel. Let's start with the first approach doing influence marketing in house. Sana, what does this mean for brands?
1: Well, I think the word or the sentence is quite self explanatory, but yeah, it means that you have a team or a person managing your influence marketing activities in house inside your company. And it's very common that big brands who have big marketing departments still only have one person managing the whole channel. It's also very common that you just add it to an existing role, for example, the social media manager or similar. And unfortunately, this one-person approach is very common, uh, as I said, even though it's quite impossible to manage it. Yeah, uh, because the channel takes time. It does, and it's a lot more uh, in it than what many people think. Yeah.
0: And with the unfortunate, we mean that to be able to get the maximum effect out of the channel, you need more time and resources to put on it. For example, brands that are successful with their influencer marketing in-house, such as Daniel Wellington or Gymshark, have big influencer departments with a lot of people. And it needs to have many people involved that are dedicated to
1: influencer marketing, especially if you want to be able to scale your processes. Yeah, and especially if you want to be able to compete with brands like Daniel Wellington or Gymshark, these digital native companies that come from social. And um, yeah, you need to put in a lot of efforts and time into it. Yeah. So,
0: Sana, can you explain to us, when is it good for brands to manage their influencer
1: marketing in-house? Well, there is, of course, no one recipe for everyone that fits, but... In general terms, if you're if you will do influence marketing at a small scale, um, managing just a few influencers, maybe have a couple of big like brand ambassadors or uh, celebrity persons as spokespersons or similar, more like PR for your company, then it's possible to handle it in-house because it's not so many people you need to stay in touch with and it's not the same processes as you do it as when you do it like always on in a big scale then it's possible to manage it in-house but if you do there are some critical things you still need to consider and have in mind when you decide so first of all you need to know what's your goal with influence marketing why are you doing this So what do you want to get out of the channel? How does it complete your other marketing efforts? And yeah, how do you want to work with the channel? Because to succeed, you need to have an elaborate strategy in place, just like for every other channel.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also, as I mentioned before, you need to put a lot of time and research into, for example, the choice of influencers, uh, which takes a lot of time. um, One thing that takes time. Because if you choose the wrong influencers, uh, for example, uh, one common mistake Sita, is that those influencers does not reach the right target audience and there's a risk that you pour your money down the drain. So really look at the data that your target audience and the brand fit of the influencers.
1: you really need to start off right to succeed. Yeah, for sure it can be a very costly channel because you spend a lot of money and you don't receive and results back. Yeah, and you won't reach your target audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it can actually hurt your brand even. Yeah. And speaking of time and resources, as we touched upon earlier, you need to make sure you have a dedicated team. You cannot put it onto another existing role because probably this person has enough on his or her table <laughs> <Yes>. already. <laughs> and it's, it's not something you just do like one hour a day. You need to be in it for for the long run and 100%. So just to make an example, if you see a post from an influencer, for example, on Instagram, you're not the only person thinking that there's not so much work behind it. You know, it's just sending out a brief. The influencer takes a photo, uploads it, and then it's done. But in fact, this post is just the tip of the iceberg, So if you talk to our operations team that handles all our campaigns, handling hundreds of posts every month, it's around, on average, 40 emails back and forth for every post that you see. So it's such much work involved that you don't think of. Yeah. So imagine handling like... 300 posts a month. (laughs) Times 40. (laughs) And then, of course, it takes more time when it's new influencers, when you need to build up new relationships, when you need to do outreach and find new influencers to onboard, etc. Yeah, so it's quite self-explained that if you want to do it in-house, it's hard to scale up because it takes a lot of time.
0: And also, other things you might not think about is that you need to negotiate price with influencers. You need to approve or deny drafts. And if you deny them, you need to approve them again, yeah. or and you need to create personal UTM links and so on. So it's yeah. a lot of like small, small detailed
1: work behind that makes the process successful. Yeah. And it's all about the tiny details. Yeah. And another thing that you need to think of if you're considering it in house is measuring and optimizing and this is a very important part of influence marketing of all our marketing of course so you need to look further than the last click beyond the direct results set the right kpis from the start so that you will be able to measure and follow up your campaign correctly and this is also quite tricky to do if you don't have expertise in measuring because since it's not straightforward measuring um, it takes some time and knowledge on how to do it right.
0: This takes us to the second approach,
1: which is to partner up with an influencer marketing agency. Yeah, that's another option. And Frida, what does this mean for brands in general terms? So
0: to partner up with an influencer marketing agency means that you take help with influencer marketing, the whole process by experts. And the agency or the influencer marketing company coordinates the entire process from editing and approving drafts to ensuring that all posts are distributed on time and in line with the agreements. They also research influencers, they measure and optimize and also they handle all the administration parts with the influencers such as payments and uh, product distribution because that's a lot of work as well. It is. Um, Yeah the
1: list goes on. Yeah and when you work with an influencer marketing agency they should also be able to provide the right influencers Based on campaign history, they know what have worked before and not, and which influencer perform against which KPIs historically. And they also have access to detailed follower data. For example, they can see with the right tools, of course, as things like if an influencer followers are real, where they come from, who they are in terms of demographics, and yeah, how your campaign performs against your KPIs, measurements, optimizing along the way, everything from start to finish line. Yeah. And also a kind of soft values,
0: brand fit. So these people, especially, not, for example, our operations team, they have really good uh, insights on what's happening in the influencer space. Yeah. Uh, who's a good brand fit and who's not. Exactly. Uh, and this takes, like, you need to
1: be updated all the time. Yeah, you need to follow... So many influencers, you need to be on Instagram so much, you need to know what's going on in everyone's lives, like who they are behind the feeds as well to make it really authentic and natural for for the brand and for the influencer.
0: Yeah. And back to what you said, Sana, about measuring and optimizing, this is only possible if you have an always-on approach, which means uh, preferably years, but it can also be uh, six months.
1: Yeah, Definitely. And yeah, we we like to talk about always on because that's like the key to successful influence marketing to do it over time and continuously. Uh, But we have a a whole episode for that. So you can tune in and hear about that more there. Yeah. So Frida, what would you say are the main benefits of working with an influence marketing agency?
0: The main benefit is that they are expert in this area. Think of it as an elite athlete. They often have years of experience and knowledge within their sport or area. And you could definitely put in those uh, 10,000 hours and become a decent uh, sport elite athlete yourself. But the same goes for influencer marketing. If you're serious about it, pick your team wisely. Um, it doesn't matter if it's in-house or agency. You need to really look into uh,
1: so you partner up with uh, a good team. And another benefit that we need to mention is that an agency that has been in the industry for a long time and working with influence marketing for many, many years, they also have access to this historical data that we mentioned before, which is really hard if you start from scratch. And another aspect is that they also have relationships in place with influencers. So this is people and persons, and it takes time to build up this trust and relationships So if you start from new in-house with nothing in place, you need to consider that this might take time as well to build up your your influencer network.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So if you choose to collaborate with an agency, you can get help with all the things you Frida mentioned before. But just to summarize, they will help you defining the strategy to managing both the strategic parts of the project, but of course, also all the operational parts, which is or takes the most time and headache. And as I mentioned before, an agency, for example, Asset Cure Media, we have detailed data on influencers from our own systems and our own previous activations, so that we can also bring synergies between brands and learnings between different activations, different markets, to make it right from the start. Yes, and uh, circling back to what I said, they are updated on the latest news and trends within the influencers sphere. I'm so impressed by all the campaign managers at Cure, like how much they know what's going on in the industry because it's a lot. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So when you together with the agency have set up a strategy and goals and yeah, the things we mentioned, you can
1: leave the rest to them. You can sit back and relax. Yes. And finally, we have this golden middle way, which is good to know that you don't have to choose either or. It's quite common that you think, okay, we need to do it all in-house or we can outsource everything, but you can do both. So um, So if you have a hard
0: time deciding, you don't need to. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Um, But yeah, of course, it depends on uh, what you want to achieve, etc. and how many markets you are on, how much knowledge you have in-house, if you have done influencer marketing before, how successful it is for you. It can also be combining... For example, always on influence marketing with an agency and uh, doing a couple of celebrity influencers in-house because that's easier to handle on a small scale, etc. So, yeah, Frida. Yeah. Take us <laughs> through the middle way.
0: Yeah, so it's up to you to consider what resources you have internally and what uh, your needs will be in the, for the long term. So, both for your influence marketing efforts uh, specifically, but also for your overall marketing as a whole yeah
1: so just to give an example, it can be that you have lots of knowledge about your own domestic market, where you come from, maybe. but um, you're launching a new market where you know nothing about influencer landscape or yeah, what you need to know basically to succeed. So there you can take help from an agency where you has less where you have less market knowledge to help you succeed in that specific market. Or for example, reaching a new target audience. Maybe you really know how to reach women 20 to 30 in your own market, but you don't really know how to reach another audience in your domestic market, then you can take help on that. So it all depends on what knowledge you have in-house and what you're lacking in terms of expertise, market knowledge.
0: Yeah. Taking help from an agency is also a good idea when you know that you want to scale your influencer marketing efforts. So maybe you'll manage brand ambassadors and, small and smaller content efforts in-house, but then you let an agency help you with the always-on foundation, for example, with the micro-influencers as we at Cure Media do. Um, so this means that you increase the volume of influencers and frequency of posts from them. Um, and when working with micro-influencers and seeing that this gives the best results for your customers – it's important to know that a high volume and frequency
1: is required. Yeah, always. Yeah. And a quite common mistake that I hear a lot, at least, is that thinking in-house is less expensive than working with an agency. And of course, if you do it on a really small scale, maybe you have a couple of brand ambassadors, two, two three influencers that you work with, then, of course, it might work and be more cost-efficient to do it yourself. But if you want to do it at a big scale, to be able to compete with the fast-growing digital native brands that are taking market shares in new markets, etc., it will not be more cost-efficient doing it in-house. Since it takes so much resources, so much people, so much time um, to build up this internal knowledge and internal expertise, um, it will be... Just as costly or even more costly, probably, uh, than doing it with an agency who have everything in place from the start. And another thing to consider as well is that if you want to do it in-house, it can also slow you down. Because since it takes time to get started, to get this knowledge, to get all the resources in place, to find the right people, the expertise, what works for your brand, etc., you can't get started as fast as when you want to kickstart with an agency yeah good note and just to summarize then the whole episode ask yourself when you are choosing between working in-house with the channel or partnering up with an agency ask yourself if you have the tools the resources the knowledge the expertise needed to do it in-house and be honest to yourself yeah And also, how big are you going?
0: Do you want to scale fast? Are you entering new markets? Are you going for the always-on foundation with micro-influencers, which we recommend? Yeah, so really take that uh, into consideration, how big your uh, influencer marketing efforts are going to be.
1: Yeah, that's important. And finally, measurement optimization is the key. And for this, you also need to have... The right knowledge, knowing where to measure, how to measure and where to look for the results. Yeah, because if you don't improve, you won't get better results. Exactly. And yeah, this takes us to the end of another episode of Influencer Marketing Talks. Make sure you
0: follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media to continue the conversation
1: there. And also, if you like the podcast... We would be so happy if you could give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to our voices.